This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Metaphysical Connection episode number 43, Artificial Evolution, Transhumanism, Bioengineering, and Hacking the Mind. In this episode, Walt Schnabel, Eric Renderking Fisk, and Jim Loretta talk about the rise of the machines and how technology is changing the way humans interact with each other and with the machines around them. Walt talks about the long-term implications of this, and how the machines will make you human beings lose your soul and how transhumanism will be the end of spirituality, Jim interjects with some conspiracy theories that involve the crash in Roswell, New Mexico, and alien autopsies that lead to reverse engineering, and as always Eric brings the conversation into the gutter by mentioning how perverts will use this for pornography and having sexual intercourse with androids. But first, hear some needless human banter about Thanksgiving, Jim and his Toyota Prius pimped up to look like the Enterprise shuttlecraft, Galileo and the ubiquitous reference to Jim Morrison and the doors from Walt. So, keep your chins up, fedoras on, and multi-core processors operating at 100% efficiency. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show before Skynet shuts this nonsense down. This is all done on the show. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, just just a little aside here, because it was Thanksgiving, and we did this extra long show. And the thing is, is that so many people had said, thank you for doing such a long show. The one person in particular had said he was driving to his in-laws for Thanksgiving. And he was so into the show that we were doing, is that when he pulled in the driveway... He actually stayed in the car <laughs> to listen to the end. <laughs> well, you know what? That's 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 uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a compliment. Like it. That's a compliment. Yeah, it is. James Loretta, you get inside right now. Get out of that car. Stop <laughs> listening to that radio. I'm listening to the metaphysical connection. Shut up. <laughs> I can't oh, standing you in my tricorder. <laughs> 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 I think the tricorder says the turkey is ready. <laughs> did, hey, you, listen, did you stick you... your tricorder up the turkey's ass? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, could you just ima- could you just imagine like a Star Trek Thanksgiving special? Jim, I'm a doctor, not a chef. Are you blind, man? This stuffing is burned. <laughs> hey, Eric. Yeah. Eric. Hey, uh, let's see. Quick question on uh, fedoras. I saw a 50s, like, Peter Gunn episode, and the guy was wearing a Tyrolean 
fedora with like a brush sticking up on the side. Like, what's what's up what? with the brush? Oh, that that in uh, in some quarters that means that uh, his back door is open for business. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you make I'm that up? Not to ask you anything serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, ser no, seriously. Because the thing is, is that. Uh, they used to do like really weird things in the fifties because a lot of people were on amphetamines. Like, I mean, I mean, if you look, if you look at the styles and the fashions of the fringe element in in the fifties, but especially the sixties, you can see the drug influence on people in clothes. Okay. So didn't, didn't you ever notice in the live concert footage that Jim Morrison is wearing one of those when he sings "Backdoor Man"? <laughs> oh, oh, I just came back from the boy desert and I have a message from Jim. Yeah, what's he had to say? He told me to tell you guys remember, when all else fails, you can whip the horse's eyes and make them. <laughs> that was John Densmore's favorite line. <laughs> he, when he heard that, he knew Jim Morrison was, that's was truly out there. It's Actually, over. I do believe seriously that's a metaphor for humanity. It really is. Well, he he was on. He, he knew what he was talking about. He was, he was way ahead of us. Oh yeah. He was way ahead of the scale. He was the, he was tuned the into curve. It. He was ahead of the curve on he, that. He was definitely tuned into right. a higher. It kind of segues into artificial intelligence and the use of vac widespread use of vaccines. You're going to, are you going to talk about the Terminator technology, the um, the nano chip? They developed a new chip. Yeah. Um, and and the 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 thing that's new about it and the thing that's improved is the fact that it uses um, light transference as opposed to electron transference. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it like hugely faster, the processing. And cooler and cooler. Well, yeah, I guess. But it but it leads to the kind of technology that the Terminator was based on. Mm -hmm. You know, because he had these he had these intense processors. Right. So what this does is it really increases the processing speed. Yeah. Um, it, it, exponentially. It solves two problems at the same time because I'm just going to get. Um, I, I I know that I'm not the token nerd here, Jim. Um, you're not. <laughs> if you, if you look at my fifth grade picture, you'll say, "Wait a minute, they got that out of the dictionary." Because if you go to the dictionary and it's like you know, uh, trekking nord. There's nerd, a picture of Eric. There's a picture of Eric. But the thing is, is that there's in computer processing. Or, or any kind of electronic processing at all. Right, which you I have, don't understand. You have, two, you have two huge problems, Walt. Mm -hmm. You have two huge problems. You have the heat barrier, whereas if your chip is doing too many processes at the same time, it tends to overheat. Okay. That's why you have these huge heat sinks and cooling fans. Right. Why well, you're supposed to have a fan of some kind. You're supposed to have, and you're supposed to actually clean, uh, open up the case to your to your desktop and, and, and blow off the lint quilt that you have sitting mm, on your I'll processor. I'll have to do that when I get home. You really do. Because the thing is, because the hotter it gets, it hampers the performance of, uh, of, of your processor. And another thing, another boundary that we have is whether it's the speed in which the, the data is transferred over using whatever signals whatever but if you could if you could transfer the, the the signals the data using light your only limitation to the processing speed theoretically is the mere speed of light which i think we all know is pretty fast it's much faster than 
any 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 force that we know really. Right. Okay. Which I think mirrors the synapses in the brain. Yes. And so the closer we get to the way the brain operates, the more uh, the closer we get to actual um, simulation of brain. Well, the, our our brain functions um, are we, using are we recording this. Yeah, okay. we're using electrical impulses in our brain, which right. is very much. And the reason why you yawn when you get tired or you spend too much time thinking is is because your brain is overheating. Oh, I thought the, I thought it was to get oxygen to. Yeah, well, oh. I mean, the thing is, you want to get oxygen to the brain, and your brain is overheating. Mm. Brain is that called brain cook? Yeah. Something like that, when you're, as opposed to brain freeze. When you feel, when you feel like you're cooked. Freeze, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so, what do you, you want to start with? The did you have a couple topics that you wanted to? Um, well, you guys decide. Forward? I have, I have a, a really good one on the the guy that was involved in the alien retrievals and an, an alien war in Green, in Greenland. Oh, that's a good and one. That's a good one. I saw that. Segued into his son and wife being abducted by. Uh, insectoid like uh aliens which which actually relates to a story that the rd6 killer uh clark did in her book about uh, one of the stories was the Indi indian family witnessed insectoids landing and mutilating a, a cow and then taking off again so kind of set it kind of gives this story some validation do you want to do that one yeah that's a good yeah, one let's, let's, do let's that go one. with that one okay and then i have uh, some really nice clips to segue into your transhumanism because uh i looked i did some stuff on artificial intelligence and this guy that's speaking i think he was on coast to coast uh he did an interview for earth files uh, his father was the one that was involved in alien retrieval um um there were, there were a number of uh, examples of bodies that they gathered. Um, some of them were greys of various sizes. Some of them were reptoids, uh, various shaped craft uh, was collected. And when, whenever there was something going on someplace, he had high level clearance. And no matter what he was doing, he had to drop everything and go to the retrieval site and, you know, bring bodies to wherever in uh, body bags and help uh, retrieve the craft and uh, <clears throat> the segues into the Korean War he said when the Korean War was going on 50 to 53 there was actually a secret alien war taking place in Greenland and in the Aleutian Islands he said that uh, there were craft falling out of the skies they were doing uh, the military was involved they were doing retrieval and supply and uh, this had to do with the treaty that Truman made with some of the extraterrestrials. Um, he actually, he was so upset with what was going on, he asked the question like, how do we know whose side we are? And he was warned like never to ask or say anything like that again. So he never got to the bottom of it. But he did say when uh, he had to go collect reptilians, even if they were dead, they created an unbelievable amount of fear in him. He just creeped him out. He just couldn't yeah. stand being yeah. near them. So, uh, um, I think I did send that uh, uh, to both of you this week. And then there was a part two. And what happened was somehow because the father uh, was involved in um, in collecting uh, greys and um, praying mantis-looking aliens. Uh, they started to be the son and the mother started to be abducted 
by these in insectoid aliens that were like eight to ten feet tall. And uh, it really uh, upset both of them. And it, it, I guess they became targets because uh, he came in contact with so many of them that somehow his family got targeted. So uh, I did send you uh, the article. I think you can, people want to tune in, they can find it on Earth Files at earthfiles.com. I think that that's, we're definitely going to have a link to that. And I think that that's going to be, we're going to have to do another show on Aliens World. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, when you were talking about the greys, um, I, part of my research for today's show, which is going to be the transhumanism, um, the interface between technology and, and, and the human body, I guess, is what the bottom line is on it. Uh, <clears throat> the, the guy talked to the guy that article that I read, um, William Henry. And I sent that article to both of you guys. Got it. It's called Skin Skin Skingularity. Yes, it's in um, our show notes for right. this. Did you get a chance to look at that, Jim? Or, yeah. Or no? Yes. Uh, yes. It's pretty pretty interesting. Um, mm -hmm. He he talks about how the, when the Greys were retrieved from Roswell. Um, they they determined that they were they are not fully biological entities. Oh, yeah, okay. they're they're part um, robotic and part human, kind of like a cyborg almost. Exactly like a cyborg, um, which which gives them the ability to travel great distances in space for one thing. That because so that kind of solves that conundrum. Sure, is that you know if they're from a distant star system, how, how do they without using wormholes or something? How do they you know how do they have the ability to travel that great distance without aging or well the bottom line is that they don't age because they're cyborgs or they could just plug themselves right. in their little right. cubicles so, so they're a mechanical or a, or a robotic entity within yeah. a, within a biologic entity right of some kind you know, you know what well <clears throat> that makes sense because uh, other things i've read said that when people bore witness to their abductions they they said that they were taller uh aliens that the grays seem subservient to they were like their handlers or something yeah yeah yeah. Another, another point which which I think is salient um, about the greys for today's show is, is the fact that the bodies that were retrieved at Roswell were reverse engineered so that a lot of the technology that we're seeing today is a result of that that okay. you know, the, the the cyborg um, mechanisms that they retrieved from those from those bodies are now being introduced into the general um, population. Not to, We're moving yeah. us closer and closer toward um, being interfaced with technology. I mean, physically interfaced with technology, which yeah. we're going to get to in the show today. But I thought that was interesting that all of the all of the things that have come about since 1947 um, are are pretty much a result of those. Uh, reverse engineering yeah. of, the, of those grays, I mean, and, and probably some other grays that, like you said, there's been multiple crashes. Roswell is not the only no. crash. I mean, that one has sort of come out more to the forefront. But, exactly. But there's apparently been a lot of them, and nobody really knows why, why, what causes the crashes. But that's that's another whole topic in itself. So yeah. Well, well, let, let me add before we leave this uh, that the insectoid aliens. They appear in uh, Ari Sickler's Clark's book called More Encounters with Star People. On the, the chapter is called A Deputy Sheriff's Encounter. And um, he had a ranch, and these aliens came down. They landed. He said they looked half human, half bug. Yeah. They were seven feet tall, 
they had a similar human shape, but their heads looked an insectoid, and they had they moved very stiffly. And um, it seems to coincide with this uh, article from Earth Files about insectoid aliens. So, so sounds like they should have called Terminex. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's what you're on. Remember the remember the ad where the guy goes to the door and there's a huge bug there, and he says, "Got any ah. got any oak?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's funny. I mean, I mean, there's, there, I think there's numerous races of, of aliens that are. Oh, you think? That are impacting us. Well, in, in one way or another. This know? is a great time to interject here. <clears throat> Go ahead. Is that if you are an avid listener to this podcast and you are on Facebook and, or and, Twitter, and who isn't? And who isn't? Uh, I'm not. Look us up on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can find the links on our show page, metaphysicalpodcast.com. And uh, tune in, and that's where I put a lot of the other news items that I find elsewhere on the internet. And that's where we also put a lot of the news items that uh, that Jim shares with us and, and, and Walt sends to me on occasion. Right, and we're, we're also going to post a photo of Jim with insectoid arms. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're to show Jim in his we're gonna, natural we're gonna habitat. We're going to Photoshop Jim. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna show see his true self. We're gonna show Jim's insectoid body on his replica of the Enterprise. Uh, well, you know what? Don't forget when you edit this show to put my Strange Days door song in there because that's that's like that that's my trademark. That anyway. is that really is that really is. Since you talked about Twitter, uh, they can contact you by Twitter. Let's roll into artificial intelligence. Twenty uh, percent of all the election-related tweets came from non-humans. Uh, called bots. Yeah, yeah. And I, they said they said that uh, they were very significant in is the that, election. Does, does that include Donald Trump or? or not? <laughs> How many times do I have to explain? Uh, hold on a second here. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, he is orange. I'm going to listen. I'm going <clears> to <throat> listen, you guys. We have got to. I'm, I'm. I'm telling you, we have got to be careful because our orange reptilian amphibious overlords. <laughs> are going to be really freaking pissed that we're making fun uh, of and, and Eric does if have you're an, Trump. Eric has an orange shirt on today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Sorry to interrupt. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, you should see my comb over. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they uh, further than going uh, going further into artificial intelligence. It seems that uh, they have taught their their artificial intelligence systems to surf the web on their own to improve their their performance yep. and intelligence gathering. Uh, China, uh, the University of Science and Technology uh, at the World Robot Conference in Beijing, this year they released the most human-looking robot yet conceived, uh, and she d was doing calligraphy. It was pretty amazing. Um, they said that we're... Someone warned that they, we seem to be sleepwalking into robotics the, the way we did with the internet, without any kind of uh, look to, you know, what's coming down the road. Um, they, they said that uh, further that what's coming uh, for the future are android robots like Robocop that'll be begin, that will begin policing our streets. Actually, in 2017 in Dubai, and I guess there because they have a ton of money. There's a RoboCop prototype that's going to be scanning faces and doing street surveillance. And they said uh, tourists will be able, in tourist areas, you'll be able to see them in, tw in uh, 2017. And they said that uh, as this continues, you're going to see 
that law enforcement agencies across the world starting to use this technology. They've already used, uh, you know, weaponized robot drones uh, to take out uh, the cop killer in Dallas this year. Yep. And uh, you're going to. They said you're going to see more of that. And um, I would like to just kind of relate the two. I don't know if this is a stretch or not. But I was thinking as I was reading this, I wondered if they reverse, they are reverse engineering robotics from the head that uh, they supposedly found on the moon. In, um, in Hoagland and Michael Barra, they wrote a book called Dark Mission Book One. And in it, they talked about um, the Apollo mission where they found a robotic head in a crater. Apollo 19 um, and 20, and, allegedly. And, and they think that's possible. I mean, there's no proof but they, that they brought this back and that perhaps um, some of what they're doing is, is coming from that through reverse engineering. Uh, I just think it's it, it's worth the speculation to talk about that. Yeah. Well, it's so, in, it's interesting that you, <clears throat> you 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 sort of touched on the fact that this stuff is kind of being introduced without really any kind of fanfare or, I mean, it it just sort of creeps into the into the consciousness now. If you if you look at the TV ads now, they're 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 really hawking these. Um, VR devices, these virtual reality yes, devices, yeah. yep. so that um, you know when when they become available, people don't really think much about it. It's yeah. it's a slow process of, and and I might add, insidious process. I think where where these things become part of the consciousness, and then you know when you think about uh, the the generation, uh, well, like your generation, my generation, you're, you're, in, your, yeah. you're in your late forties now, so you um, mid you you mid forties. Okay, sorry. <laughs> a minor point <laughs> i'm really conscious about my age <laughs> okay. you, you got a ways to go anyway uh so you've grown up with technology oh hell yeah you know whereas whereas jim and i are of a, a little bit right previous generation somewhat previous um where technology was a new introduction right. you know like tvs were just coming into exactly. to being when, I, when we were growing up um and and when you think about you know what? What TVs must have looked like to like our to, to our right, grandparents? Right. They they must have like freaked out by that. Yeah, you know, like having a little picture in a box and yeah, um, moving so, pictures so it's, in a box. Yeah, so it's it's been a gradual process yeah. of, of moving in that direction, and the kids now they, they know nothing else. Oh, you look at me. <clears throat> I you know my one of my child. I wasn't talking about you. I was oh. talking about your kids. Oh oh. Uh, but it's like if, um, and my son too. He, he he knows nothing but technology, right? But I mean, I grew up watching TV shows like Star Trek, God help me, Doctor Who, and uh, and the Six Million Dollar Man. I mean, that was a big, huge thing on Sunday nights. Watching you know Lee Majors as the Six Million Dollar mm -hmm. Man. Well, there Steve you go. Austin. That was that was the beginning. Of, that was it of the interface between humans and, and technology. And who who didn't want to be bionic and and yeah. and you know cool. run it's real cool. fast and 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 beat up neighborhood bullies and stuff like that. And right. Using your bionic eye, looking into your neighbor's window. Yeah. And see what that. But I'm telling you, and you guys are going to laugh, and you think that I'm pulling this into the gutter, which is not an unfair criticism. But the people who are really leading the technology, whether it's like it's VR, virtual reality with those with those goggles, mm -hmm. or flesh bots that are being made in Japan, um, the people who are really learn who are really on the forefront of this are pornographers. Whereas people who um, are socially inept, 
um, are looking for vicarious ways to get their jollies through virtual reality. And, you know, having having a robot girlfriend or an Android girlfriend. Well, surely that's part of it. But I, I don't think that's the major intent. I think the, I think the, truthfully, the main intent is control. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, that's part of it. That's that's going to pull in people that, like you say, are, you know, not capable of acquiring those yeah. those think, things on their, with their own merits. I think you're both on to something. This, I'll leave you with this last piece. Uh, Dr. Graham Downing in the United Kingdom, he was on a show. And he talked about artificial intelligence and transhumanism. And he said most of today's technologies are, are structured toward programming the human brain yep. and yep. to allow AI to become part of it. And he said this has to do with human nutrition and vaccinations. He said that uh, there, are, there are so many vaccinations being pushed and being invented uh, and being mandated for all humans to affect the brain in a way that uh, – it's playing into the new world order's agenda for artificial intelligence and transhumanism. Well, you so know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know that that kind of segues into what we're going to talk about today yeah. because uh, one of the one of the areas that that I came upon was nanotechnology. Yep. Um, and and what they're going to do is they're going to have these little um, nanobots. Yeah. That are, I guess, atomic size. I don't know. They're very very tiny. Molecule size. Molecule size, okay, a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna be putting those into the bloodstream and assessing the, the body sure. based on um, you know what the what the medical condition is. So so yeah. in essence, these things can go into the body, assess you know a tumor or, or whatever ha- right. it happens to be there, and and then deliver some kind of medication um, and then dissolve. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. But, um, you know, what if these things don't dissolve? What What if, you know, what if they're, you know, that could be sort of a, it's kind of like a vaccine in some, some sense. Right. You know, you're, you'd have to be injected with it somehow. Yeah. Um, and, and what if that's some, just another version of controlling the body? Exactly. You know, and I, I think that's real. I really do think that's the bottom line is control. Right. And, and developing a, a hive mentality. For, yeah. for the for the human population so that so that we are all connected i'm getting kind of into the show now sure but, sure um, so that we're all sort of interconnected in some way and 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 think about it that's really the idea behind um globalism yeah you know is that we have so they have one big group of people that's interconnected in some yeah. way so that there's no borders there's no yeah no separation between um you know nationalities and and those kinds of things so that those which kind of be things gr- really which don't could, really matter anymore which could be a horrible thing or it could be a great thing well it, it could be it can go depends yeah, depends, depends on, on how far it's taken depends you know? on who's in control but i think that's do. what the new world order is yeah I think that's where it's heading and i think that i think transhumanism is is now the vehicle of choice for that group sure for the for the elite um people one thing <laughs> before you before you leave jim um I wanted to. I want. I don't know if you read the beginning of William Henry's uh, Skingularity. Um, yeah, I did. Well, did you read the? What are you the, referring to? Well, the part about Paul. The the um, Paul was one of the. Was he? He was he one of the disciples or? Yeah. Uh, well, he wrote a piece. He was imprisoned. He wrote a yeah. piece in in sixty two A D. Are you talking about the Book of Revelations? 
Uh, he wrote I'm not, sure. I'm not real up on my Bible, but um, anyway, I, th I thought this came from the Book of Enoch, but but maybe not. Hit me up with it. What is it? What is it? Well, say? What, what he what he said was that the human race had to be aware of a force. Yes. That he he's actually the first person to use the word archons. Yeah. Which which I know you've you've done some re research into, Jim. Yeah. Um, and he warned against an. Um, he didn't. I don't know if he used extraterrestrial. He used he used. Um, he used a term, and I'm I'm trying to dredge it up now from the piece. Um, that he 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 alluded to the fact that there was a, there was an alien force um, that was attempting to control the human race. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and people had to be aware of that. Like the mark of the beast, and uh, everybody would have to have uh, the mark of the beast to be able to uh, to travel, to have commerce, to be able to just function in modern society, and. Um, you know, with some kind of implanted something or other, and, and it, he was writing about in the terminology that he oh, had of the day, of right. the day, which is you know two thousand years ago. So. Right. So the mark of the but, beast. But it's just remarkable that he was thinking along those lines, or he had access yeah. to that knowledge, which I have to think that he probably got from Christ. Yeah, I, I would imagine, since he was a disciple. Well, a pa a, well, or a, was he? A, he was a. Was he considered a prophet? He was or? like a, the uh, the apostle. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the apostle Paul. Yeah, formerly yeah. known as Saul, and he was traveling down the road and. And uh, God spoke to him and said, "Hey, why are you persecuting me and my followers?" And he had a conversion. And then he oh, was, was that like, what it was? Yeah. But but I think it's interesting that no, he wait, talked. Whoa, whoa! Wait, wasn't he? He was hit. Supposedly he was hit by lightning or whatever it was. Yeah. And was knocked off his horse, and that started the, his awakening. Oh, that's interesting. I he didn't was know knocked that. Off, he was knocked off his horse and fell on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was probably riding a donkey anyway. So, um, so. You know, getting back to the idea of the archons, he 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 was really bringing yeah. forward the fact that there was a a group of beings anyway, negative uh, spiritual entities is the thing that I think we can all agree upon. Right, that were that feed on the human race. Yeah, like a predatory race that feeds on yeah. off of fear, and they they supposedly derive um, a substance. Yeah. From from fear when when humans divine, are in a state of fear, they divine pleasure and substance from. It's called it's called lesh, I think. Losh, whatever. Losh, yeah. Losh. We talked oh, about that. that. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we talked about that previously. But what if, what if this was some kind of a substance, um, like a universal substance that they yeah. could that they could sell? You know, what if they're like, this is really probably extending the concept a little bit. But what if they're like universal drug dealers? And they sell this to other. Yeah, and it's like maybe yeah. it's like universal crack or something. Yeah, you know. And so not only do they feed off of it, but maybe they market it to you know to other universal forces or something. Who knows? You know, Who knows? this this would be a good way to bring in uh, Robert Morning Sky in the Terror Papers. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That, I think uh, th there's there's the basis for a lot of this stuff. It goes way way back, you know. Which I also think is the basis for Star Wars. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, so. I agree with that. So I, I thought that was an interesting. Um, another part, um, just real quickly before you leave, too, Jim, because I know I know you're um, you've done a lot of research into Atlantis, but Francis Bacon um, had a had, wrote a novel. Now, th now this is bringing it up to, I think he was active in like the 1500s or, yes, um, correct, somewhere mm -hmm. around in there, um, 16th century, I guess. So he and he was a he was a philosopher. 
he was a mystic, but he was also an alchemist, yeah. which is really important. And we're going to sort of touch on that a little bit today, the, the role of alchemy, which is a whole show in itself. But but he wrote a novel called The New Atlantis. And, and he oh, saw, yeah. mm-hmm. are you familiar with it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he foresaw America as being the New Atlantis and, and being the the place where this technology merges or what his view of technology was at the time, whatever that was. Uh, But he foresaw the fact that, um, you know, being a mystic, I think he was probably able to glimpse some somewhat into the future and um, or psychic. Maybe he he saw America as being the the forefront of this movement, which which was the going to be the downfall of the human race. Yeah. Um, much like new, much like in Atlantis. What, what's the theme in, uh, of the Atlantean tale or myth, Jim? Right. That they, yeah, that they, the, right, that they misuse technology and combine it with, you know, black magic or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. The and black they, arts. They brought yeah. about their downfall. Right. So same same thing. You know, that's why he called it the uh-huh. new, new Atlantis. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. So that's kind of, I thought that was kind of cool. Too, one you know? held in a handbasket. Because I mean, you, know, you look uh, at you look at so many cornerstones of science fiction, the idea of the machines taking over, starting with mm, Mary yeah. Shelley's Frankenstein, and so many of these stories are taken from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein about the thing like is a, a Jungian archetype. I think it's in our consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas we totally. cre- we create something, and we create something that is so strong and so bold and so advanced that they say, well, what do we need these human beings for? And they wipe us out. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the idea of singularity. Yeah, uh, which which I think we're going to talk about a little bit today. But but singularity is where where the um, where the, the electronics or the or the technical a technical entity supersedes the human yeah um, processing connection yeah um, which which is really the theme behind Terminator. Yeah. That's, that was yeah. really singularity, where, where the machines take over, essentially. Exactly. They've, and and 2001 Space Odyssey. Too. And on top of that, if you haven't... It's, it's, it's a recurring theme. I mean, and, and, and my question is, are, are these themes being placed to, to set us up? Oh, for, yeah. For this? Oh, oh absolutely. Um, you know, mean, so, that, so that when it gets here, we say, oh, well, yeah, I saw yeah. that in Terminator. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we knew that was Let's coming. Let's get on board with this. Right. Before we get far away from this, yeah. Well, you brought up uh, Francis Bacon and the New Atlantis. I, all else aside, isn't it interesting that in the 1500s he used the name Atlantis? Where did he get that information from? Where did he get that name from? It's a good question. I mean, he was he was um, privy to, I think, to the mystery school knowledge in, right. in some shape or form. You know that that went over to England at some point. I think maybe from the Templars. Um, okay. Yeah. He he was heavily involved with with Templar um, he knowledge. Was I think that. he was on board with that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a he was a really pretty amazing guy. Actually, he he had some he had some strange stuff going on. Something. He That's was tuned sure. into something. He was tuned. Yeah, he in. was in, tuned into some other kind of dimension or something. Um, I think he's. I don't think he's really as known as he should be for for his. I think I think he was his his accomplishments were kind of pushed. Just to push to the background in some ways. Yeah. Because it was probably too, you know, too insightful, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think well, that, uh, yeah, I think. I'll, I'll go, go ahead, back Jim. to what I said in the very beginning, the message from Mars. When all else fails, we shall whip the horse's eyes and make them scream and cry. <laughs> 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 hey, guys, thanks for having me. 
Hey, Jim. Thanks, Jim. You're, you're the best, right. man. Hey, Talk to you later. Thanks for the info. Have a good show. Yep. Yeah. Take a little break and then As always, we are looking for things to promote and share on the Metaphysical Connection podcast. If you have something that you would like us to discuss on the show, you can send us your copy to my email address, info at thefedorachronicles.com. We will help you to promote your events, goods and services, and media that you created like documentaries, books, and even other podcasts that would be interesting to our audience. Once again, drop me a line at info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can find out more about us by going to metaphysicalpodcast.com, where you can find links to our Facebook page and Twitter handle, with more social media to come in the next few weeks. Support the show by going to zazzle.com slash fedorachronicles. For Metaphysical Connection products and items from our other media on the Fedora Chronicles network. So anyway, um, I was thinking a lot about this and thinking about the topic, the topic of the show. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that it's like it occurred to me, um, ideas just come to me. I don't know, I, I don't know where they come from or whatever, but I think that the name of the show should be artificial evolution. Yeah, that's okay. I like that. I was just thinking about that, and I'm thinking about but how it should be subtitled. Transhumanism should be in there somewhere. Yeah, that's really the. The, the true essence of the show is yeah. transhumanism. Because because there's a there's a couple of things or things in the media that I think that everybody should at least reference to when thinking about this show. And we mentioned this in the news. Uh, obviously, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the actual book. I don't think that there's really been a movie that really has done it justice, unless you're going to watch. Um, Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein from the original mm. um, Universal monster movies. Right. Uh, another great thing to look at is um, from the 1970s and early 80s, the uh, the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman would talked about the consequences of the military and the government enhancing people for the reasons of covert operations. Right. Where you had Steve Austin, who um, no man barely alive, blah, blah, blah. We can rebuild him. We can make him faster, mm-hmm. stronger. And the whole thing is is that he was he was hired out, essentially, or he's obligated to work for the OSI, Office of mm-hmm. Scientific right. Intelligence, to do things for the, for the government. And the same thing with Jamie Summers. You know, it's just this different version of mm-hmm. the $6 million man. Right. Whereas it's like you take these people who have been through you know horrible accidents or was whatever. She the six million dollar woman. I yeah, I think I think maybe or she was. was. She, There's a or reason. was she like the three million dollar? I think woman. <laughs> <laughs> a little sexism because <laughs> she couldn't break. I mean, it was it was in the seventies after. Well, all, the thing is, is that the reason why they didn't call her the six million dollar woman is because it's like there's some you know little prostitution kind of. Um, a woman for hire. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. That's the reason. That that's what. That's that's where your mind always goes. Right? No, that's no. I'm I'm not telling you. There was like they were like. That's an actuality. I mean, you actually read that somewhere. Something because they were talking to Harv Bennett, and they and there was an interview with Harv Bennett, and they said, "How come it wasn't called the Six Million Dollar Woman?" And it says we didn't want the idea of a woman for sale. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Lindsay. Oh, I, I said they didn't put a dollar value. They on didn't it. put a dollar value okay. on it. I get it. But and then so, there's another great movie, and um, it was Natalie Wood's last movie, um, starring Christopher Walken and the aforementioned Natalie Wood. Brainstorm, whereas a bunch of people working for DARPA figure out a way to tap in, record people's memories, and play them back in other people's melons. Cool. I like, uh, you've never cool seen, that. you've never heard of that movie. What is it called? Brainstorm. No, I don't think I have actually. That's I missed that one somehow. It's one of those movies that's, that where is interesting. It's, it's like you watch it's kind it. Kind of what, sort of where we're going. That's exactly that's where it. we're going. With By the it. way, do you know the only wood that doesn't float? What? Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> You're an, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I know. Oh. Anyway, just thought I'd lighten up the, the conversation a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, no, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, so. We're, Moving to the to the actual topic today, we're we're going to talk about transhumanism, which is kind of cool because the last three shows we sort of spent in in history, right? And you know, leading up to the JFK assassination, and yep. now we're kind of jumping forward into into the future, but not too much in the future. I'm, I'm thinking Next what we're going to talk about today is is going to be happening fairly soon. It's yeah. it's on its way. It's it's, it's coming uh, to a it, mall near you. It's, it's just a matter of how much it's going to. Amp up, I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah. So, so what is transhumanism? Let's let's define it first of all for the people who are not, for the listeners who are not necessarily familiar with the term. So, so what it really is is a cultural and intellectual movement that believes that we sh- could and should, or can and should, um, interface the technology with humans to improve the human condition. The Emphasis, I think, is on improve there. Yeah. I'm not sure that... What's your definition of improve? Well, that's the whole thing. What does that really mean? So um, I think this has been coming for a long time and and dribs and drabs, and and it's really starting to, I think as time goes by, it starts to really increase uh, exponentially as we go along. Uh, You know, we talked about in the earlier segment about all these innovations that have come in technologically after right. the Roswell crash. Yeah. Um, and the thought being that perhaps the, the grays uh, were, were reverse engineered. Yeah. Right? The gray bodies were reverse engineered. And some of this technology is now working its way into our, right. into our landscape, so to speak, or bodyscape. Yeah. Um, and and I, I ran across um, a show on Gaia where William Henry t- is talking to Regina Meredith about this oh, yes. very topic. Very good show. I, if, for the people who have Gaia, you should should check it out. And if you don't have Gaia, I would recommend it for. Just they, to make sure said, that we are not getting paid. To, no, we're not. I'm, to, I'm just, just. We're. I think we're all we're trying to do is bring out. They're not a paid advertiser. To people, no. Um, but they do have great stuff on there. I mean, stuff that you just don't see. Just phenomenal. In, in anywhere else, just great stuff. You know, it great is. stuff. Um, so so he. You know, and William Henry is coming at this from a more spiritual viewpoint, yeah. Which, which I tend to agree with. He he gets a little heavy in there that area, I think, that, right. and sometimes that turns people off. But but his premise is that this whole movement, this this transhumanism movement, is an attempt to diminish people's spiritual access. Yep, um, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, it really does, um, because. He he really goes back into history, and and we talked in the earlier segment about Francis Bacon and, mm-hmm. and people like that who really had um, uh, 
some vision about where technology was going. And of course, that at that point, it was very, very primitive technology. So I have a question for you, Eric. Hit me, you, Hit me up. Hit me up, What is the first piece of technology that opened the door for transhumanism? First piece yeah. of technology? First piece of technology that opened the door to transhumanism. I, I didn't give any Eric any lead no. up on this, so I'm really putting him on this. So, are you asking for my opinion, or is there a true answer to There's this? There's a true answer, yes. This is not a rhetorical how far, question. How far, I mean, how far back do you want to go? Go back as far as you want. I would think. Now think that, about the question. The piece of technology that was the first step toward transhumanism. I could say the written word. Well, you're close. You're close. You're, you're well, sort of. Well, no. If you stop and think about it, because the thing is, is that. Can I give you a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. You're you're, you're wearing it right now. Clothes? No. Glasses. Technology. Technology. Glasses. 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 Think about it. Glasses are the first te technological device that improved the human that improved human perception. Right, improved eyesight. Sure, of course. And and when they were developed, which I'm not sure, wasn't Leeuwenhoek the guy that developed a microscope and stuff? I think he was one of yeah. the, one of the guys that progenitors of, of eyewear. Yeah. Um, the church really railed against eyeglasses because yeah. they 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 their statement was, well, if God wanted humans to have perfect eyesight, then he would he would give it to you. Um, so, you know. People were reluctant to wear glasses initially. Well, of course, now glasses are... I mean, you and I both have glasses on right now. So, I mean, they're all over the place. More now, than so. half the people I know wear glasses. But think about what that did. It, it gave people access to to better vision. Right? Yeah. You know, if you have bad eyes, that really limits you. Yeah. You know, I don't know how bad your eyes are, but... I'm, 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 I'm nearsighted. <clears throat> I, I could take yeah, my glasses off right now. And uh, I actually have better vision with things up close yeah well that's pretty typical than most people you know but but if you didn't have glasses and you had to see something far away you probably couldn't could you drive without your glasses or i mean you not could. very I well mean, you could, <laughs> how far would you go before you hit a tree i guess but 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 think about that that's really the first i, I can't read signs the, the, i mean i can i could i could see the road yeah yeah but but the, but the glasses were the first real yeah. technological innovation that improved man's ability I think that's to, amazing to interact with the world. I think that's I think that that's amazing. It is amazing. That think is, about it, but it makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So from there, it was just a series of stages. Yeah. You know, and you had hearing aids and so on and so forth to yeah. to imp improve all those things up to the point now where technology is beginning to overwhelm yeah. people. I think in some in some ways. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's an interesting thought pattern, I think, that we've been sort of gradually led, yeah, led down that path. And I'm not saying that the people who developed eye, the person or people that I think it was probably more than one person that developed eyeglasses was the progenitor of this kind of line of thought. But I think it touched things. But off Walt, anyway. it's like it's like everything <clears throat> else in the world. It's literally everything can every every item can be used for good or for evil. Yeah, a, a hammer can be used to build shelter, or, or to bash to, someone's to brains. Bludgeon somebody, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's like anything else. It's yin and yang. Everything, everything can be used 
for different intents. A, a perfect example is a firearm. You could put meat on the table or kill an intruder who's out to do harm mm-hmm. to your wife and family, right. or you, you can kill your wife's lover. Murder, murder, murder somebody with it, right? And then you can eat them if you're... <laughs> well, if you're there. And then, then you can put food on the table. <laughs> well, okay, That'd be Hannibal. a different thing. <laughs> so um, one, of the, one of the big breakthroughs... I think in in this whole process was the development of the internet. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, when did that? You're you're more of a technology person than I am. So I can tell you exactly where I when, was. When did that? When, I saw when did the, that start? When I saw the switch. I mean, I know flipped. Al Gore invented it, but <laughs> <laughs> when, when did he do that? <laughs> okay. So once upon a time, there was a guy by the name of Jack Kennedy. Okay, and he was terrified of what would have happened to human civilization yeah i'm no i'm not kidding okay this goes back right after the cuban oh, oh, missile a good crisis segue from our last show then. um he looked at what happened and he re- and he asked himself what would have happened if there actually was an atomic war what would happen to all the knowledge of human society human civilization and he came up with this idea through the pentagon to create a means of all so some of the major universities six or seven of the major universities getting together and being able to exchange information back and forth almost instantaneously they hired a company or they built a company called bbn i kid you not and these people built the backbone of what we now know as the internet whereas uh, that colleges and universities were hardwired to be able to exchange information through copper cable mm-hmm. um, or twisted pair, like the like phone lines, and for the longest time, the internet was only be able to be used in colleges and universities, and then it had been opened up for. So commerce. was it used as a research device? It was or? used as just as a research device to be able to exchange college papers between universities between universities. And so I didn't know that. And then and then gradually as it was being built upon, then private industries were able to use it, um, especially in Palo Palo Alto, California and and BBN, which eventually became Genuity, a company that I worked for, which was responsible for just the rapid growth of the Internet during the uh, uh, the uh, early 90s, mid 90s and or way into the 2000s. Well, I actually first, uh, my first exposure to it was in school. Yeah. I, I was a teacher and all of a sudden we had computers. Yeah. And we had to, you know, oh, you could go on the internet and you can get, so it really was a, meant to be a research tool for kids to use. Absolutely. You know, to get on the internet and rather than, unfortunately, it, it sort of um, diminished people's um ability to access written material in some ways you right because instead of going to the library to do research i mean i can remember when i was in high school before all, all this stuff yeah really started coming in I, I would go to princeton library which had probably every every almost every book that you know had they had access to right. in the world you know and, and it was just floors and floors and floors and floors and magazines and everything you know it was just right. unlimited right but you had to actually delve through it you couldn't like Google something I mean, they have indexes and things sure. like that. But so, so it really, in some ways, it was really a, a real innovative tool. It's a great thing. <clears throat> it's a horrible thing. It can go either way. Because right. any any idiot can put a podcast out on the internet. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, 
(laughs) 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 I guess we're proof of that. (laughs) So, um, getting back to Henry William Henry again, he he talks about this conference that that took place in December of two thousand and one. Okay. So I guess we're coming up on an anniversary. It's like fifteen years ago. Um, and and what it was was it was sponsored by the U.S. government. And it was in Hawaii. Yep. And and the title of it was Converging Technology for Improving Human Performance. Yep. And I think uh, some of the big some of the big some of the big technology the guys were there. Yep. Um, including the Illuminati. Were, no were no there. kidding, really. Yeah, really. And there were four basic areas that they that they want to merge. There was nanotechnology. Yep. Which we talked a little bit about in the previous um, segment. Biochemistry, which is the the human body and how yep. it operates, um, the internet, mm-hmm. and cognitive science. Yep, how the brain works and yep. neuro, neurotechnology and that kind of thing. So those were the four areas that they identified yeah. as as merging yep. <clears throat> or, or needing to merge in order to take the next leap toward toward transhumanism. Which, right. which they're on the outside, you know, on the on the surface, uh, they're they're doing it as a as a technological advance, mm-hmm. whether it is or not, or, or what the real purpose of it was, is you know probably up for, up for conjecture. But that, at any way, that was their intention. Um, and and then you know from there, all of, all of these devices started to appear. Um, you know, you have things like, and you're more of a technology person than I am, but yeah, you know, like Bluetooth and you know these kinds of things. Well, how long has Bluetooth been around? I have, I'm only been aware of it oh maybe God. for ten years or well, where was I when five I first years? Saw or? Bluetooth. Bluetooth has been. I think it's Bluetooth has been around for maybe ten years. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing a guy in a store walking with around what? with one of those ear things. On yeah, it. I was like, what the hell is that? You know, is that like some kind of tuned up hearing aid or something? Yeah. And then I realized he was talking to somebody. Yeah. You know, which is even weirder because he's talking to somebody that wasn't there. But and you use Bluetooth to connect anything. I can connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, using Bluetooth, I can connect my my HP laptop to my Apple iPhone, to my Bose speakers, mm-hmm. to various other devices in the and and if I if I had a brand new refrigerator, I could Bluetooth uh, um, my cell phone to my refrigerator, so I can be at the grocery store, and I'm like, oh crap, do I have enough milk and I can like you know look at the camera inside my 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 fridge and I can say oh no I'm running out now, now when you milk. think about that is, is that something you really need or 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 do you should you before you leave the house look in your refrigerator and say okay I need milk well, hold now hold you, you know what I'm saying no I mean, hold on I'm a just saying that's here. that's taking it like well, hold on a second now yeah. now Carol is off at work I'm off at work interviewing mm-hmm. somebody for another mm-hmm. podcast in the near future. I'm on my way home, and the thought occurs to me, maybe I should stop off at the grocery store. And then I just go, and I, I go to my iPhone, and I look and see, what do we have in the fridge? Oh, we don't have this, that, and the other thing. Now, I, I think the dreaded word, the, the, one of the, the worst C words out there is convenience. Because well, yeah. everything... All the some of the dumbest things that we are doing to ourselves and society and the planet is all under the name of convenience. Make, making life easier. Making mm-hmm. life easier. Mm-hmm. And when you make life easier to a certain extent, you are actually enslaving people. 
because you have you have got to be able to get something as fast as you can, mm-hmm. as easily, mm-hmm. all in the name of convenience. Let's take that that nice little meadow that we have at the end of the road, let at the corner, at down the road. Let's bulldoze that. Let's fill it in, and let's put in a Seven Eleven because. Well, you're going to love the convenience. I remember when some jackass was trying to sell me on the idea of putting in another box superstore here in Orange. I remember that. I remember that. And Eric, you're going to love the convenience. No, as a matter of fact, the reason why I live in Orange is to get away from that crap. Yeah, that's true. But but convenience in my mind equals laziness. Oh yeah, yes. And and I'm lucky. I have a I have a um, a cyborg at home that. Leaves me a list on the counter. Stuff I have to go to the store. <laughs> uh, so that, that that's my I guess that's my form of technology. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm I'm joking about the cyborg part of it, but um, so you know, but, but that's a good point. When you think about what tech, what does technology really do? It, it really, when when you go back to you know way back to almost ancient times now, where where things were invented to to make life right. easier. Yeah. Like the plow was invented, you know, and what did the plow do? It, it kept people from having to hoe the, sure. the field by hand, you know, so sure. they could take a, a couple of oxen and plow the field in, in half the time or maybe or you can for, Or you can farm more land in the same amount of time. Yeah, either way. It can go either way. But it, but it, makes, it makes things more convenient, makes stuff more accessible, and it also gives you more free time, right? To, allegedly. To do other things. Allegedly. Allegedly. Unless you fill it up with, with other things. So, um, so that's a good point, though. I mean, there's where technology starts to morph into something that may be something that's not so great for human beings. Yeah. Especially depending on how it's used. It's always how it's used. Yeah. That's, that's what it always comes down to. That's what it always boils down to is how are you using this technology? Right. So, so in this conference, they, they identified four areas, and, and there's an acronym for it. It's called BANG. <laughs> Get more BANG <laughs> yeah, for No your pun bomb. intended. <laughs> So the B in bang is bits, and that's computer science. The A is atoms, yep. nanotechnology. So, yeah. that, so it is an atomic level, actually. Yeah. We talked about that. Um, neurons, which is brain science. Yeah. And the G is genes, genet- genetic, uh, yeah. genetic and bioscience, altering the DNA yeah. and stuff like that. So those are the four areas that they identified as being the areas yeah. that needed to be looked at. And huh. mer- I think merged, really. Which is really what we're seeing now, I think. It's awesome. Um, the one area that they didn't hit upon, which William Henry talks about, is spirit. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no room for spirit for human spirit in here. It's really not part of the equation. It's not really taken in. Yeah. And and when you think about what happens when um, biology merges with technology, the the spirit is is pushed out. Of you course. Know, when, when you think about the grays. How how do people um, describe grays? What what kind of an affect do they have? They're just like these cold, almost mechanical creatures right. with no emotions. They don't whatsoever. seem to have any real affect or any. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of almost dead. Yeah, sort of. They're moving around, but they're they they have no real. They're not. Um, they don't seem to have any real life force no. that's driving them. Um, Spiritually, anyway. No. So, so are we moving toward that? I guess. I guess that's the, you know, that's the thing that 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 
Henry is most concerned with, and, and I agree with that. I think that we are moving away from being spiritual beings toward being uh, locked into these biological slash mechanical oh, technological entities. Um, and, it, and it's getting more and more so. And you look at what happens to people all around us. Like, people are connected to their devices. They are constantly... And I, I mean, I, and I make a joke of this to an extent, whereas it's like, I mean, I use Twitter all the time to keep mm -hmm. people updated. And I try and say funny, clever things about my observations of life in you general. And, you and the Donald. Yeah, me and the Donald. I think I'm better at it than I than he is, well, to yeah. be honest with you. Okay, I'll give you that. Which uh, probably isn't that hard, but... Well, I mean, no. I mean, because the thing is, is that... But the thing is, is that... Well, he's older than me, so he's not really a technological... I think some. I think he, he, he somebody does it for with, him. To be so? honest with you, no, I, I don't no. think Donald Trump does his own tweeting. I Maybe his ten-year-old son. Who, I, who knows? Could be. And is it important who does it for him? The no, fact no, that no. somebody does it for it's him. Just That's the message, it. yeah. Message but but the thing is, is that it's like I mean, everybody is attached to their Facebook or their Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, mm -hmm. Snapchat, whatever it is, and and. You take that away from somebody, or it's like you put, you drop somebody off in the middle of the woods, and people go freaking crazy. Uh, how many times do you think the average person checks their smartphone every day? Average now. I'm, I'm talking about people who actually. Have I, I would have to. I would have to say five or ten. ten uh, once every five or ten minutes. Two hundred times. Two hundred times. That's 200 it. Two hundred times a day. Really? I would have thought that's, it would be more. You, you don't that. think that's a lot? No, I think. Well, I'm surprised it's that it's that little the way really? that I see. I watch thought that people. was a lot. I mean, we're talking about people on average, average people. Oh yeah, so that means there's people that do it more and people who do it yeah. less. But but that's I, mean, a, I you think look that's at the, a lot you look as at the, an average. You look at the bell-shaped curve, and there are some people who hardly look at it. At, at you know, maybe yeah, you once look or at twice. people um, like I probably gave this example before, but I, I saw a guy walking with his little kids, and they were it was in Portland, it was in the city, and they were yeah. they were little like you know four or five year old kids riding bikes with training wheels sure. in the street you know i mean it's a city kids are in the street with bikes they're not obviously real um they're not adept at, at riding yeah. and and this guy's looking on his phone not watching the kids like dumbass thinking, what are you doing you know really what could be on that phone that's more important than your kid getting plowed down by a car because they you know fell over and, and couldn't get up or something, hey, whatever. You know, not I mean, to be a hypocrite here, but, but I'm I just have, saying that's crazy. It's I recorded a video of my son record, riding his bike all by himself the second or third time. Because yeah, but the you, first were, time, you were paying attention to what he was doing. Right? Exactly. You weren't looking on your phone and not watching him. Because, I mean, here's... I mean, you didn't push him out in the street and say, you know... Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, but right. here, but Which but, my father did, but, by the but, way. Well, but, Walt, hold on a second <clears> here. This is another example of whether or not you use... Uh, technology for good or for evil. Exactly. I use the technology to share my life with other people. Well, where do share... you, but where do you draw the line, Eric? That's the thing. Where where does it become nefarious? Where does it become? Are you asking control... me personally? No, I'm throwing it or, out as a rhetorical is... question. It's it's more of a rhetorical question. What where where does that where does that line get crossed? There yeah. are people out there, and not to bring this back, you know, in you know, under you know, under the belt or anything like that. But I'm telling you, there are people who use it in lieu of not having a, a an active sex life. There are people who use it as a means of people use the technology to live a life vicariously through other people. Or you know, a fine example is is the Xbox. I mean, I love Star Wars Battlefront. I I love 
you know, the first person shooter. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a member of the Rebel Alliance, and I'm shooting stormtroopers, and it's a first person shooter. And uh, there are other games that I think that are are great, but I love being a character in the Star Wars universe. But do you spend the majority of your waking hours playing that game? Hell no. Well, there are people that do. There's I, people that the, that's their, like their life. Yeah, you know, that, there's something really skewed about that. I mean, that's that's aberrant. Those are the people who are perfect to hire to get them to fly drones. <laughs> well, maybe. But <laughs> maybe know? they do have some useful qualities. But, you know, uh, again, it's getting, it, it's separating humans from society, really. You know, people. And turning that, people that, slowly into machines. That do that kind of thing, yeah. Am I wrong? That's what's well, happening. No, people that's are... right. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, the, the thing is that it's offered to us as. Something that's wonderful. It's a great thing. You know, Walt. like those new ads they're running now for those virtual reality headpieces that they're yeah. showing. You know, I mean, they, they show the people and they're, you don't know what they're looking at. They could be looking at anything. Who knows, you know, but they're having a good time, whatever it is. They're, they're, they're enjoying, you know, they even have like an old guy on there who, who puts it on and, and he's going, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, like he's seeing something he never saw before, but. You know, are we moving into a, are we moving into life as a virtual reality? You know, I mean, like the Matrix kind of thing. You know, or or is is what we're seeing really a virtual reality? You know, I'm telling you right <clears throat> now, as of I'm, some kind, I'm telling you, if NASA was able to connect the VR headset to Cassini, and I could be flying around Saturn. What's Cassini? The, the 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 space probe that's that that's oh, okay. orbiting around Saturn and 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 its moons. If I could be if I could be flying Cassini, mm-hmm. or give the appearance. I think, of I think you're talking about Olaf. Olaf Cassini, the designer. That's, yeah. that's a joke. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. But the thing is, is like if, if you could if you could plug people in in real time to fly around Jupiter or Saturn. With if they if they could connect people, I guarantee you would revolutionize the space program. If you could fly around in virtual reality, the, the International Space Station. Yeah, I mean that's not that, that, that's cool. That's cool. But the 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 downside of this stuff is that we are opening ourselves up for for more and more control. Yeah, um, like William Henry talks about a uh, a retinal implant. That yeah. they're coming up with, so that um, that you you would have a something implanted yeah. on, on your retina, which would give you access to to the to virtually every form of technology that yeah. exists. On you'd the you'd have const, constantly have a heads up display. Exactly. So you, so the the days of the desktop and this and the smartphone those are gone. And he's saying that by two thousand and twenty, that's they're going to start doing things like that. So. As somebody as somebody who actually creates media, mm-hmm. I don't think you're ever you're never going to get rid of the desktop for people who actually mm-hmm. create the media because uh, every time we, I don't know about that. I mean, the, sure about you know, that. the computer or the desktop, the desktop or the mm-hmm. or, or the or the laptop, you're always going to have to have some large. What if they know, start phasing that out though? I mean, I can't these, see how they, they these could, things start to become obsolete after a while. You know? Who's like, creating like, the content? Like though? eight-track tapes. How are you, you going to create the content? 
Uh, see, see, well, the thing it's, is, it's all tied together. See, the it's, thing it's, is, it's all it's all neurology. Well, here, here's here's the thing: they got rid of the eight track. They got rid of the eight track, and they're mm-hmm. getting rid of the cassette, the vinyl. But you still need an audio board, like I have sitting here, to mix the sound. Yeah, but you're using today's technology to to reference that. You know, who knows what they're going to come up with sure. in lieu of that? You know, right? Um, and you could be right. I don't. I don't know enough about technology. But one of the things that um, that came out of this interview with William Henry and Regina Meredith from Gaia, mm-hmm. she talked about a conference that she went to, and it was on some aspect of some kind of a conspiracy type of thing. Sure. So I, I don't know exactly what it was. But she had a woman come up to her, and um, a woman she had never laid her eyes on before. And, and she's a fairly she seems to be a fairly friendly person. And this woman came up and started telling her this cockamamie story about her life that, you know, didn't really make a whole lot of sense. And and she was trying to be nice to her. And she said, well, you know, I don't want to tell anybody about that, you know, because it was just craziness. And the woman hugged her. And after she hugged her, she said she she's and, and she had a, she had a guy with her. Um, who who she introduced as her husband, and and yeah. she said, "Oh, my husband doesn't really believe any of this stuff." And she said he was standing there with his arms crossed, just barely moving his eyes back and forth. And she said he thought she, Regina said she thought he looked like a handler, yeah, rather than so he really wasn't. I've heard her husband. stories like this before. Um, and and what she thinks was there there's this there's this substance. It's called smart dust. Yes. Which, which is being developed in Silicon Valley now. And what it is, it's, it's almost microscopic so that it's invisible. Yeah. And it could be sprinkled on somebody, uh, particularly on your head. And yeah. it, can, it can work its way in through your pores and, and have the ability to impact your neurology. So she thinks that she was, she, she called it having her, she had her brain hacked yeah. by, by this woman. And she watched her after she left and she went around and, and interfaced with, with almost all the different speakers in the same way. Yeah. But she he, she said she had a different affect, almost as if she was reading the person. Yeah. To, so she was some kind of a plant that was going around trying to impact these people. But, but the offshoot of this is that Regina said that uh, almost immediately she started having these really violent visions of yeah. people killing each other in, in really extremely violent ways. Yeah. Um, which was not in her... You know, it was not in her her mindset yeah. previous to this. Yeah. So it was. So they were. These were imposed visions yeah. coming from who knows where, and she said it even started creeping into her dreams. Yes. Which was never there before. So she she started getting really nervous about it, thinking that she was being you know she had been neurologically She's being hacked. hacked. She's yeah. literally being hacked. Which is frightening when you think about the ramifications of that. Yeah. Um, so what she did was she she went to uh, into um, a deep state of meditation, and and changed her brain waves, and and that that erased it. It took you know that got rid of it. It's like getting rid of a virus, I guess. I gotta, I gotta, she changed her 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 uh, her vibrational level, I guess, is is what it comes down to, which we've talked about in you know in previous shows. So I thought that was a very interesting sort of dark side to the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but Henry believes that there's stages that we're going through. That, yeah, I totally that, agree. The, the stage that we're in now 
is is the wearable technology. Yeah. Um, you know where you have the you, you have a, a Fitbit, right? You wear on your yeah. Oh yeah. And it monitors your your yeah. heartbeat and your blood pressure and all that. Is that correct? Or? Yes. Um, I don't. And wear. then we talked about the Bluetooth thing. You know, th- those are all wearable. I kinds connect, of I, I, connect, I connect my my my, my Fitbit. To my iPhone with Bluetooth. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so it's it's the same thing. Um, now, the next stage is is implantable. So, yeah. Um, things that like the the retina implant, the um, uh, neuro neuro implants, and in, you know, into your brain, so that you can download stuff yeah. from, from the internet directly into your brain. That kind of stuff, which which gets a little weird when you yeah. think about it. But you know, as we've said previous shows that science fiction which which that's you know they've been accessing that kind of stuff in science fiction for oh absolutely years and years and years like that movie brainstorm uh, yeah if you watch about. star trek and even star wars not maybe quite so much but you know that the glasses that um the character had in, in jordy laforge right yeah. he he was he was blind and he had the glasses that interfaced with his retina yeah um weren't they what were those google glasses they had they've kind of gone out of yeah, because they were a pain in the ass. Well, they, they apparently people were like cracking on people that had them on too. Apparently, yeah. people got. Uh, did you did you ever try those? Or? No, I have uh, I have no desire to. So that was sort of a uh, it was kind of a, kind of a uh, computer built into the glasses, right? That that access. Well, it was uh, more it was more like it was like a heads up display that was connected to your cell phone, and so the thing is, your glasses were constantly accessing your, your your cell phone and right. getting information right. and you would be able to talk to people mm-hmm. and and uh it just do whatever and it just it, the technology sucked but the thing is when, when they participate that google yeah google, google glass yeah. yeah google's gotten um they started out as a search engine yes but they've gotten very involved in this oh, in this course. technology you know they they they're really getting heavily they're into u- it. they're using all the capital that they use mm-hmm. that that, that they make these to things. develop the technology so that you can access more and more information um, easier faster and I, and I'm and I'm telling you if it once once that they are actually able to hack your brain and well, it's, implant, it's not that far away from and that. implant experiences mm-hmm. and they're able to hack your metabolism and your 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 cognitive functions it's working it's game over mm-hmm. because the thing is is that what they want to do is, like, instead of going to see a movie, like, we're going to see Rogue One next week or the week after. And the thing is, is really? that... Huh? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, and the thing is, is that... No, that's a surprise. You would love to, for two hours, you go and you live vicariously in this galaxy far, far away, but it's just only through the eyes and the ears. And that's it. But if they can get you into that universe for two and a half hours you can feel you can touch smell well, i don't think we're far away from that i mean and i that's, think that's just a half step away but the thing is is that that's good that's going to be a, a narcotic alter you know alternate reality is going to be a narcotic that is going to be more powerful than heroin it's going to be more powerful than drugs mm, or good alcohol. Point, good point. You yeah. would do anything, mm-hmm. anything at all, to stay in that universe. Well, what, what if somebody said to you, Eric, you, we, we have a new theater. 
Uh-huh. It just opened. And you can go and you can see Rogue One, but you put this headset on, this virtual reality thing, and you will not be viewing the movie. You will be in the movie. It would not, it would not be, it would have to be an entirely immersive, like a bodysuit or something. Well, that's a little trickier, but, but yeah. what if, what if you, what if you had a device that would give you that sensation? Not not necessarily the reality of it, it but the it sensation be, of it. It would it would be. I mean, <clears throat> for, well, it would be great. But what about my wife? What about my kids? Well, they'd be with you. They'd be getting their own little device too. They'd be they'd be wrong. I mean, you you know, maybe maybe there would be some interface so yeah. that you would all be together in that. Yeah. In that virtual reality, I mean, you'd have your own little. You know, rebel alliance there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. It would be hard to leave. I, 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 I. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's very. Like you said, it's a narcotic. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd probably pay. Pretty, I mean, Walt. I was, si- I was sitting that. here on my. I was sitting here at my desk, mm-hmm. and I could, I could not wait to buy the tickets to see Rogue One. Yeah, well, of course, because you. I mean, you're. You're excited about it. You I'm not, it. seriously. It's like it's one of those. Well, that's things. the way people are with technology. I mean, yeah. You know, do you have that virtual reality thing on your Christmas list or not? No, no, no. You're not getting one of those. No, not yet. Anyway, but but it means you haven't he, been sold yet. Well, because the thing <laughs> is, is that, yeah, and and we were actually talking about this because because the thing is, is that it's like, hey, listen, I really enjoy my life. I enjoy the time that I spend. I'm one of the luckiest people I know because. I'm married to somebody that I really like. Well, that's good. You're, and you the, are lucky. Yeah. And the thing is, is that nothing could replace the experiences that I have with my wife. But but how many people are not that fortunate? How many people? Those lead, are the people lead, that scare lead me. lives that. And, and I think there's a lot of people that are, are extremely unhappy with their lives for for various reasons. Right. Not just the relationship. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of things go into that. Um, however, they're the people that are are more easily swayed toward some kind of an alternative um you know whether whether it be repro- neural reprogramming or right there, there's an interesting new show that started on sci-fi it's called incorporated have yes, you heard of that i've heard of it i've not seen it's it. it's produced by ben affleck and um matt damon yeah so you know they usually try to do have some credibility to what they do right i saw the first episode last night actually yeah uh not bad Actually, not bad, but it's 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 set in the future. I think 2072. Yeah. And the corporations have have taken over the, yeah, the planet. And and there's that, there's there's elites, and then there's everybody else. That's, and then there's zones and things where you can go into. Yeah. It's not a new idea, really, but it's no. it's uh it's fairly well done. But they show a lot of a lot of new type of what, right. or what could be new technology. You know, where you can put a drop of blood in something and it analyzes everything about you and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's not too far. <clears throat> from and then the there's future. people who try to, because it's kind of like the caste system that you yes. talked about in a previous show, where um, if you're not in that caste, the elite caste, you can't really get into it without masking your your past yeah. in some way and trying to. That's true. Try now. to keep a low profile. That's, that's true now. It sort of is. Yeah, it sort of is in some ways. Um, the, I mean, so so where I I, I guess, um, you know, it's it's funny, and I and I know you were probably waiting for me to bring this up. Go for it. The Anunnaki. <laughs> 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 I always find a way you to always, get that in there. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's like it's a skill. It's a well, it's a well, gift. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I'm good at it. William William Henry has a previous book 
called the cloak of the Anunnaki. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, the cloak of the Illuminati. Yeah. But you know, as we've as we've chronicled before, the Illuminati are sort of a, an offshoot of the Anunnaki. Right. Uh, so so apparently the Anunnaki had a power cloak. Yeah. That allowed them to have what we would call superhuman powers, invisibility, right. um, supervision. Um, no pun intended. Supervision yeah. gives leads to supervision. Um, those kinds of things by yeah. putting on this cape or this cloak. Right. Now, whether it was an actual physical garment or it was a state of being, right. is whether that's a metaphor, hard to say. You know, but um, but but it wasn't quite as simple as just putting this on. You had to you had to earn the right for it. You had to, you had to develop spiritually. Yeah. To to be able to access this through through alchemy and and those yeah. kinds of exactly. Arts. Um, so, you know, when you think about modern day superheroes, you know, like Superman, Superman's got a cape, right? Right. So where'd that come from? You know, I mean, it's an interesting thought pattern. Um, did, did somehow, did humans somehow retain that, um, knowledge in, in some, you know, in the, in, you know, as Jung talks about yeah. the collective unconscious, yeah. um, that that's something that gives people superpowers. Yeah. Um, and, and is this really what we're talking about today? Is this really some kind of a, some kind of a cloak, this technology, human technology interface? Is, is this our cloak? Is this being offered to us as, you know, when you think about it, there's all kinds of things that could come out of this. You know, you could have, you could have x-ray vision, you sure. could have super enhanced vision and hearing and you could have um the ability to to um shapeshift yeah you know it, it, all these things could be these these could could be all possibilities that could come out of sure. of this you know and is that the next stage of 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 what the anunnaki were doing yeah um with with their and and when you think about the when when you think about the carryover from the anunnaki down to the to the kings and queens, the the royalty. Right. right. Well, well, what do what do the royals use as symbols of their of their like um, what coat of arms? No, well, not coat of arms, but their their highness, their their highness above the. Oh, you mean person. the capes? Yeah, the, the, they have a cloak, right? The they cloak. have they have a, yeah. a king wears a robe, and they yeah. have what else do they have? A staffs, a scepter, a scepter, and what do they wear on their head? A crown, right? Well, think about that. Are those technological devices that came down from the Anunnaki symbolically? Symbolically, yeah, you know? imagery. Right. I mean, they're all jeweled, and and you know, maybe maybe the Anunnaki had a, a device that that implanted directly into their brain, yeah. which is what the what the tiara really is. You know, the queens wear, or the, yeah. you know, the crown that kings wear. Who who knows that those aren't things that came down through that lineage of of power? And it and it and it really all comes down to one group being more powerful over another. Yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm going to tell you here is that where I think that we're going with this. Well, I was going to ask you, what, what do you think the end game is here? The end game here is that if everybody, I'm going to use this as as uh, as an example of where we're going. Do you mm-hmm. remember the big, huge rage over Pokemon Go? Mm, yeah. Whereas it's like you got your cell phone. I didn't engage in it, but I do remember it. You got your cell phone and you go and you and you're living in an enhanced reality. Yeah. Not I guess. Not virtual reality, enhanced reality. Mm. 
Whereas it's like you use your cell phone kind of like a tricorder and you see mm-hmm. allegedly um, Pokemon creatures right. that are like invisible. But when you move your cell phone in, 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 a, in a specific way, you can actually see the Pokemon and you got to do like little tricks on your phone right. or you play this game and right. you capture those little creatures. Well, the thing is, is that it's like if you had like, you know, goggles or glasses or something like that. And, or implants. And, or implants, and you're able to live in an, an enhanced reality, whereas what you could be living in a in a plain old drab, plain old vanilla box, and you see it as a 1930s speakeasy, and your wife sees this box as as a as your the 17th century um, manner, like. Um, Downton Abbey. Right, whatever You're living whatever in the same, inclination is. Whatever it is. And I'm, and I'm living in, you know, most Eisley somewhere, right? And the thing is, is that everybody's happy. And when you go to bed, you don't go to bed with some plain Jane. You're going to bed with Scarlett Johansson or yeah, but, Hugh but, Jackman. But, it's, but at the end of the day, I think everybody really realizes it's not reality. But it's, they're it's, gonna it's make, artificial reality. You're going to go to work and... You think that you're slaying dragons or something like that, but in reality, you're doing the most horrible, heinous thing that you could possibly imagine mm-hmm. that they want you to do. You think that you're going to you're going out into the field to slay zombies, but in fact, you're going to go and kill the yellow man in the foreign land. Thanks, Bruce Springsteen. They're going to get you to do the most horrible things you could not possibly imagine mm. or going and cleaning toxic waste. But what you think that you're, you think that you're going to a, to a, a, a great Gatsby jazz party, but in actuality, you're cleaning up Chernobyl. They're going to be able to get us quasi hypnotized mm. through virtual well, reality. That's the, that's the, that's the danger. Yeah. Know? And, and it's being sold to us as an augmentation of, you know, an improvement upon yeah. our reality. We're we're in real reality. It's right. it's not. It's it's a control device. Yeah. Um, and and are we being you know getting back to the archon thing that Paul talked about? Are are we being preyed upon through this? Absolutely. You know, and and what do we do about that? What I mean, you know, we've all the the chip now is becoming the chip in your credit card is now becoming fairly commonplace. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all the stores now have devices where they can read your chip. Right. Well, how how many steps away is to having a chip implanted under the skin? Mark of the Beast, Book of Revelations. That um, gives you all the stuff you need. You know, you you wave your arm under a scanner or something and there you go. You access your bank accounts. And, you know, I I had an experience with my chip credit card. I got it. They they sent it to me to replace my old one and I didn't um, activate it right away. Yeah. So they gave me, I don't know, maybe a month or something. And guess what they did? They canceled my account because I didn't activate it. So I had the choice of either, you know, using the chip. Yep. Or opening another account. And I don't even know if you can even get a credit card account now that doesn't involve a chip. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the wave of the way things are going. So, so what about the next stage where they say, okay, well, you know, you're really going to have to get a, a chip implanted. So what do you do? I, so you either you either don't 
access the technology, which means, you know, cancels you out for loans and travel credit cards and, and yeah, renting cars and all the things that are involved, you know, that are tied in with that level of technology. Yeah. Um, or you, you go ahead and do it and then you can, you have access to all that stuff. So that's a decision everybody I think is going to have to make at some point. There's a big book that I just finished and I bought it. I think I bought it three days ago called uh, uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. And the book is about how the, the entire monetary system is manipulated to get you to do what they want mm-hmm. through fiat currency. Yeah. Well, that was the opening. That was where the Federal Reserve was And the was thing is, is that which is what that is. It's, when, it's fake. When they are able to enhance your reality and manipulate you to do what they want you to do for that fiat currency it's game over for humanity mm. i th- i don't even think it's going i think it's going you're going to eventually just get credits like it's not even going to be yeah it's not even going to be real tangible money or anything like oh, that oh it's heading anymore. it's heading there it's right now be, um, it's sort of like bitcoins i guess everybody is going to sense. have direct deposit Everything yeah, is going to be direct. It's certainly deposit. moving in that direction. Where you don't you don't ever really see any money. It's just numbers no. that get shuffled. That's what they want. Between. Yeah, and it makes it much easier to manipulate. And if you're not engaged in the system, and they'll sell it to you in, in the under the guise of being well, you can't. You know, it's more secure, and, and that's what the, that's what they're saying about the chip now. Is it's more secure because it only creates one transaction, whereas when you swipe a card, it's multiple transactions. Yeah. From bank to bank to bank I guess Whatever. or something I don't, I don't know what the, yeah. the thinking is behind it but they will they will tell <clears throat> you anything you want to hear to get you to enjoin right. that mm-hmm. system so I guess we're, we're kind of nearing the end of the whole the whole show here but uh, yeah are you I, scared oh go ahead am I scared uh, that's that's not the... so much because I don't really buy into technology that much no um, I, I use it only when I really have to yeah you know um, I mean, I like, you know, DirecTV and that kind of stuff, which is some sure. form of technology. But, um, but, but I want to leave the listeners with, with what William Henry postulates as the sort of way out of this, um, or, or maybe it's a maybe it's a um, safety net. I guess is is to look at things through. A more spiritual point of view, yeah. Um, so that you are developing your your spiritual side, and and only accessing the technology that you absolutely need. You know, yeah. of course, we all need a car to get around and that kind of stuff. And cars are becoming more and more technological. More and more, and, and yeah. you know, and and they're eventually going to be driving themselves. That's one of the things in this new show, Incorporated. They, there's no drivers anymore. You just get right. in and you say work, and it takes you to work. It's programmed already, right? Um, but it. He also feels that if we are indeed being preyed upon by archons or, or whatever whatever this outside force is that's using the human race as a kind of herd, mm-hmm. so to speak, which I think is what this sort of is leading to, um, that if you develop your own sense of spirituality, your own light, that it makes you less penetrable by yeah. these things. You know, yeah, and of course, you know, not conceding to to what um, things can come your way, like being chipped and 
you know, it's going to be tempting to do all those things because it's going to give you a step up on other people, which a lot of people want. But yeah. It all, he says it all comes down to get a, getting away from self. Yeah. And just viewing your, you, you know, through your eyes of being self-important. Yeah. And, and looking at. Collectivism. Yeah. Looking at more of how you can be more spiritually evolved, like doing kind deeds for people and doing things that are altruistic, you know, yeah. um, helping people in, in some shape yeah. or form, you know, and, and not just, it's not just me, 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 how much money can I make him? How many new devices can I acquire? Blah, exactly. blah, blah, you know, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's something that maybe people should think about. You know, Honestly. It's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he claims that Christ was the, Christ was one of the few avatars who was able to, 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 to acquire what he calls the rainbow light body, which is where you become almost purely spiritual yeah. and throw off your physical body. And that's really what the Shroud of Turin yeah. is. It was in, imprinted with with yeah. his imprint when he left his body and and went to his light body, which is getting pretty out there spiritually. But right. but I think it's something to, to kind of take, take a little bit out of that, whatever you can, you know, whatever each listener can use from that, I think. I think um, that I think just that, increase your awareness anyway, you know, which I think is what that we're that's about. What, I think that's really what, you have what to our do. show is about. And the thing is, is that I think you have to strive to live for a better life without technology. I think that that's that's more important than anything else mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And you have to value relationships. Keep it in its more. place, so the technology doesn't become your overriding yeah. point of view. Because it's getting to the point where you know, I, I think that I think the end game for the elitists for the cabal that. You know the, the financial cabal now. That's the the power to be, is, is to have everybody part of a of a an interconnected um, neurology. Yeah. You know through through intercorrecting so, interconnecting nor, neurons in some way, so that, that we're part you, of a hive technology. How can so you, that, how can you better <clears throat> control the herd? Yeah. That's what they yeah, want to do. Sort of what it comes down to. How can they that's, better that's control the herd? That's what globalism. That's what the globalist point of view is. Yeah. I think, and and that's you know they're they're making it pretty obvious. Yeah, I think so. You either you either buy into that or you don't. Yeah, you know, and and you can you, you have to, it has to start in your own doorstep. Yeah, and what do you, what do you you know do you go to Best Buy and buy the latest technology or do you do you just pick and choose what just you know, pick what and works choose, man? Just pick know? and choose. And you're you're more of a technology person than I am, so yeah. you have more of a challenge, I think. I don't I mean, know. You like technology. You like technology. There's nothing I mean, wrong with that, as well, long as it doesn't control you, so to speak. I like having, I mean, like, fine examples is that it's like I, I like, I like having things around me that just make me feel better. Like mm-hmm. I like having audiobooks. I like being able to listen to an audiobook that doesn't make me feel smarter, but makes me smarter. Mm-hmm. I, you know. I like having like when I'm when I'm not doing that. I like having music around me all the time. But the thing is, is that it's like I really worry about the people who are are genuinely miserable and they they are not satisfied with their lives. And they would they would gladly give up their autonomy to be able to plug in and live a the illusion of a fuller life. And I think that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I, I think it's a lot of people. I don't you know I can't put percentages on it, but I think. A lot of people are not happy. No, you know, as a, just as a generality, I guess, for for various reasons. I mean, there's well, tons of reasons. Here's all you need to know: people 
live in a house that they hate with a spouse that they hate mm. that's close to a job the house that they hate is close to a job that they hate and they have this car that they hate so they can get back and forth to everything but they don't know how to change that they don't know how to change like, it but what it starts within it starts within the person that's the house and the car and the wife and the, those are all periphery items really yeah it's it all begins with um how you how you view yourself right and, and if you if you have self-hatred then that goes out to to everything else yeah exactly and and and, and, and people who conform and i've and i've said this before you conform to your caste whether you want to admit it or not we live in a caste system mm -hmm. if if you if you're this then you have to you have to wear this you have to drive this you right. have to see this you have to eat this and if you don't then you're less than then you're less you know, than you see somebody with a with a brand new BMW say and and most people look at them and say oh boy wow they're lucky they must be successful but you know are are they are they really? But they've you conformed. Know. They've conformed well, and they've, they've, they've done they've, everything that they were told to do in their cast. But the people who view that see that as them being successful. Right. Um, but are they really? You know, who knows? I don't know. It's hard to say until you really get to know the person. Does that BMW, after the first week they have it, is that more than just after, a car? After the you know, first 100,000 miles. Just something with four you know? wheels? No, it's, yeah, that's even sooner than that, I think. You know, yeah, you get, a, you get a rush from buying something new that you think is some kind of step up from, from you know, what your you previous had. old um, Yugo or whatever you're right. driving, you know. But is that really a step up? Or is it just a step toward, like you said, giving up your... Autonomy. Your autonomy, yeah. I don't know. It's, everybody has to ask themselves that, I guess. Um, you know, I can't say that I don't see a, a nice BMW going by and say, wow, that's, that's cool to drive. I, really? Yeah, I, I, I like cars. So, you know, it's something that I, yeah, it'd be cool to have it. But I number one, I wouldn't want to have the $500 a month payment that goes with it because that's a form of slavery in itself, having a huge payment. Um, you know, I don't need to own a mansion. The house I have is fine. In fact, I'm downsizing from what I do have. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, these are all things that are put out there as illusions for right. us to, to either buy into or not buy into. So if if you're not happy because you don't own a BMW or you think you're less than or you're, you're you know, somehow uh, devoid of something or you have a void because of that, then, then you need to take a hard look at that and say, hmm, maybe that's not true. I remember the. I remember my my nephews asked me this question. And they asked me this question here, and this is going to sound kind of random. This is in my nephews had asked me, and they asked me kind of like in a kind of like a dark, cynical kind of. Why mm -hmm. does the family hate you? And I thought to myself, and I thought about this a lot. And the thing is, and it occurred to me with my therapist and talking to you as well. Mm -hmm. is the thing is, is that it's like I'm genuinely happy. I have not conformed to the bullshit. Well, that's what it comes down to. People who don't play that game, yeah, um, who who are individuals, are generally, um, you know, the black sheep, the outsiders, right. the people that don't buy into the family nonsense. Yeah, you know, where where people get together and gathering, and then they start arguing about who knows this, this, and that. Yeah. You know, it's it's not really a joyous occasion. It becomes a, it becomes an adversarial occasion, and and that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know it really is, and and that's the way a lot of people live their lives, in a state of um, dysfunction. Living in, in the of, crap, 
Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is that miserable people genuinely hate happy people. Yeah, and these are the kind of people that um, the archons feed on. I think yeah. that's, that's where they get their juice from. You know, miserable. people that are in fear and states yeah. of fear, and in states of um, mis you know miserable circumstances of some kind or another. And they're operating at a, a lower vibrational level because of yeah. that. That drags them down. And that gives um, those predatory forces access to them. Whereas if you improve your, your spiritual outlook, and I'm not talking about religion necessarily. No. I'm talking about spirituality, getting in touch with your life force, getting in touch with... And, and you know, that's another thing in Star Wars is that you know, if you're operating on that kind of a vibration, that's what Jedi do. They learn how to access yeah. the the force, which through is the universal force. What's that? <laughs> through their metachlorians. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, through through it's it's a training that you go through, and and developing your spirituality is a training too. Yeah. It's, it's about how you. You know how you live your life and how you you know raising well, you your have, vibrational level. You have to connect <clears throat> to nature and the living force around you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and what does this technology do? It, exactly, it's, it the puts opposite. a barrier between you it's and that. Exactly the opposite. And, and that's exactly what the you know what the Native Americans were saying. They were they were in at one with nature. Yeah. It was it was incorporated in their being, yeah. and and we're just the opposite from that, which yeah. is why the whole thing with the pipelines going on now. Yeah, that's what they're saying. You know, they're saying like in in their own way, they're saying you're not going to try to make us do that. No. You're not going to make us live the way you live. Yeah, you know, because you're. I mean, let's just. I mean, uh, listen, gonna, we're going to let you pollute our water, our our source of of life. Hell no. Well, you know, that's what's happening. That's why they're there. That's why they're demonstrating. I, I wish I had the courage to go there and stand with them. I do, but let's go. Yeah, man, I, I I don't have the wherewithal to do that right now. But I wish I'd. I'm, I'm with them in spirit. Walt, well, well, let me ask you something here. Well, uh, let's just close out the show here. Yeah. And I'm just because uh, I'm 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 confident about my own future. I'm confident about where I'm going in my life, and I'm confident, and I'm happy for the. Genuinely, for the first time in my life, for the past fifth, almost 20 years, I've been really genuinely happy. But these past couple of months, I've been seriously looking at my life and, and the world around us. And I've been, I learned this important lesson when I shut off the technology for this Thanksgiving. I spent the entire time with my wife and kids. I was genuinely happy You're for an entire off. day. You're better off, yeah. I was genuinely happy for an entire day because I made a connection with the people that I genuinely love. Because that separates you. Yeah. Basically, I think the overriding, the overriding point of the show today is that transhumanism is really about separating you from interaction. I mean, real spiritual interaction, yeah. not not necessarily technological interaction because in some ways it, you know, it enhances that. But is that... The really the the way our we want to go as you know a, what turn as, off all the technology as a race. after listening to this <clears throat> podcast turn off all the technology yeah, after listening after listening to this podcast and connect with the people around but you see the tech, see when you think about it the podcast is 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 a positive use of technology because we're getting this this thought pattern out to exactly know, whether it's 10 20 50 100 I don't know how many people listen to a it, lot but, a lot you know, let's hope so but, yeah but at any, it doesn't matter. It, it's what um, it's what technology should be used for. Yeah. Not not to to make 
put a blockade up between people and, and getting their, their ideas and thoughts out, which I think is what yeah is being with well, the way it's being positioned in a lot of ways. Yeah. So great you know, show. Walt. There we go. Great yeah, show. So. All right. So I'm going to plug into the Xbox and go kill some stormtroopers. <laughs> and, and, and we need to. At some point, we need to take the next step and talk about artificial intelligence. That's next. That's yeah, another that's, show. That's in the an future. ecological show. I think. I think got, so too. Got some good material on that. So. But the next couple anyway. of sh- next couple of shows, we're going to be talking about the origins of of the holidays and, and winter solstice and and, and, and and Christ, who Christ really was. Yeah. And what he was, maybe. Yeah. So, um, all you people out there in podcast land, shut, after this is over, shut your technology off and. Um, Give somebody a hug, I guess. Just make sure that they're they're not in, they're not implanting you with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with uh, silica silica dust from Silicon Valley. Magic By the way, he dust. he had a good term um, for the people who work in Silicon Valley. William Henry Digerati, <laughs> the people who who develop that stuff. <laughs> I, I like that. That's great, Walt. Yeah. Okay, Eric. Thanks. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained and supernatural phenomenon and is dedicated to you people, our listeners. You can learn more about us by going to our webpage, metaphysicalpodcast.com. There you will find links to this episode show page with links to more information on this podcast's topics. Also, the metaphysicalpodcast.com, you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter handle past episodes and links to our itunes and player fm accounts that's also a great portal for you to contact us and let us know if you'd like to be guests on our show just drop us a line with a quick summary of what you'd like to talk about or promote and means of getting back in touch with you the metaphysical connection is a product of the fedora chronicles network copyright 2016 all rights reserved until next time keep your chins up and your fedoras on Thank the maker, this episode is over. I was about ready to hang myself with my own power cable. <laughs>